So thriving in today's fast-paced world of change and disruption requires innovation. Inside Outside Innovation is the podcast that explores the ins and outs of innovation with raw stories, real insights, and practical advice from the best and brightest in the world of startups and innovation. Each week, we'll bring you the latest ideas in lean startup, design thinking, corporate venture capital, and more. Now, let's get started. So welcome to another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. I'm Brian Ardinger. Josh Berry. And uh, today we want to talk a little bit about um, why innovate. Like, let's get some context to innovation. It's such a crazy, overblown topic uh, with a lot of myths and a lot of uh, definitions that are all over the map. So let's give some context to innovation. Yeah, you know, it's... While it is a very, very popular buzzword, especially here in North America right now, um, it is for due cause, right? Uh, th- th- there is a reason why companies are talking more and more about why they're focusing on innovation and, and more and more reasons why uh, boardrooms are demanding to know progress and hold accountable executive teams around innovation, right? Well, corporations are clearly feeling the pressure. I mean, if you mm-hmm. look at you know the Fortune 500, 89% of them are, have, are gone from the list of, since 1955. You know, the amount of time that you spend on uh, as a corporation in the top... 100 of the S&P or whatever, it's, it's, it's gone down amazingly. Yeah. yeah. If you look at, you know, uh, look, look who's on the list right now and Google and Amazon and these companies didn't exist, you know, 15 years ago. So how do you compete in an, in an era when more and more companies are, uh, smaller companies are kind of nipping at your toes and, and are able to create things that are, uh, changing the, your, your market and your, your business models. You know, I think you hit it right there, and that's um, that more and more people are able to create things uh, faster and faster, if you will. I mean, even if you look back to what you could see um, 10 years ago, if you will, and the amount of money it would have taken to create a similar tech product uh, 10 years ago as it does today, as well as the amount of time, Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking about hundreds, if not thousands of, of dollars less, yeah. right? And not only in the production time and, and the amount it takes to actually spin something up, but there now exists platforms to markets that never existed before. I mean, the fact that you can go to one platform, Facebook, and literally reach billion people, um, you know, rel- relatively inexpensively compared to what you uh, had before. And you know, before you had to go and buy a Super Bowl ad. Now you don't have to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and so mm-hmm. those platforms like platform, uh, like Facebook, like Twitter, things like that have dramatically changed the, the access to markets. Um, so you, you couple the ability to execute and build fast and cheap with the ability to uh, access markets fast and cheap. Uh, and you have a, a, a ripe uh, environment for new things to pop up and, and disrupt your existing business models. So you have this rise, you have the rise of the unicorns, you have all these new companies that are coming out. And now more and more companies are coming to us and saying, hey, how do we get this startup juice? How do we, you know, how do we move fast? How do we not get bitten by these new uh, unicorn companies that are coming up? And how do we, with all these resources and all this uh, strengths that we have, uh, how do we actually execute on innovation more effectively? Yeah, and I think that's important because uh, there are many people who, who just start to write off large corporations mm-hmm. and say it's inevitable at some point, but um, I don't think that's right. You know, yeah. As you said, they have the resources, they have the clientele, um, they have the history, um, mm-hmm. and all those are very strong 
points uh, that you could leverage towards what's going on. And so um, if you're able to start to carve out and understand the right strategies and tactics to use uh, within a large corporation, you can be quite effective at innovation. And um, you can continue to figure out great ways to be able to beat startups um, and in many cases, join or collaborate with those startups. And I think a lot of it has to do with you know, understanding the context of innovation itself and, and where you are in that path. So you know, if you are a Fortune 500 company, you, know, you clearly are at the point where you're optimizing. You've figured out a business model that works. You're able to you know, do A plus B and equal C. Uh, and your job is really to optimize that, that business model and, and eke out as much profit as you can from the, um, what you've already developed. Having said that, um, there are plenty of companies out there, brand new companies that are trying to disrupt that. And so if you're not careful, uh, you can easily be uh, uh, in trouble. So I think you first have to recognize that in the context of what you're building is 80%, 60%, a large chunk of your organization should not be focused on innovation. Uh, it really should be focused on the optimization and, and you know, providing the resources um, to the company that are required to execute on the business model that you're, you're currently in. Having said that, you know, the context has completely shifted from you know, different trends and the history and the resources that you can apply, your infrastructure, um, the competition, all these macro forces are, are they're coming to a pl- point in time where it's important that you reallocate at least some of your um, your resource on that to at least uh, focus on this innovation that could potentially disrupt your business. I think as you're talking about the context, Brian, it's extremely important to uh, look at, again, what are those big macro trends? Um, when you look at uh, Singularity University and some of the people who are talking about just the rapid expansion of new technologies, exponential technologies, um, they've even kind of identified what are six or seven things that you need to be focusing on and then understand how those impact your potential industry. Uh, th- those are, you know, what are, what are networks and computing systems doing, 3D printing and nanotechnology, digital medicine, robotics, artificial intelligence, and then kind of digital biology and biotechnology pieces. There's even kind of new age, uh, and not new age in a funky, weird sort of thing, but kind <laughs> of newer models that really weren't around even five, 10 years ago. And thinking about how does crowdsourcing or crowdfunding uh, really impact what we're doing here in, in our business model. And that doesn't even bring into things like uh, the transportation, the whole transportation systems in flux. Um, you know, I, Tesla just announced their Model 3, and they had 325,000 uh, pre-orders for a brand-new car. Yep. Uh, I think Mazda only sold 344,000 last year all year. <laughs> so, I, you know, you're, you're seeing disruption at its finest right now with uh, some of these new things that are coming out. So, so having said that, so you've got disruption. You've got uh, the context of disruption, and this is not going to change. If, if anything, it's going to speed up. Um, I think we, we're at the Lean, uh, Lean Summit uh, in New York uh, a couple of weeks ago, or about a month ago, and uh, one of the things that came out was, you know, we are living in a time where it's never going to be as slow of innovation as it is right now, and so it's only going to speed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so thinking about that, um, you know, what can companies do to kind of prepare for this and, and make a most of it? And I think one of the first things they do is, again, map out where they're currently at and trying to understand what can be optimized, what should they really not focus on innovation up for, and then where can they add in bits and pieces of innovation that um, will actually make a difference. Yeah, I think that focus on initial strategy and context of where you are is important before you start to dive in to any of the tactics that people are employing today around innovation. 
similarly, there's a lot of cultural initiatives that you need to do in terms of how you're hiring for more entrepreneurial people or the right organizational structure you put in place or how you address compensation and incentives to impact innovation. If you don't start first with the strategy and the why we're doing the things that we're doing and then how we're going to look at kind of this, this framework for innovation, um, you're not going to have as much growth or results as you normally would once you start to get down to that level of, of embracing the different tactics. Yeah, you know, we talk about McKinsey's you know, three horizons of innovation. If you're not familiar with that, obviously take a look at that. But the idea that not all innovation is created equal, uh, you know, at horizon one innovation is really innovation focused around, um, you know, your um, existing business models kind of, you know, making a different color or a different uh, uh, different shape, you know, but basically you're, you're serving the same market. As you move to Horizon 2, you're talking about new opportunities with potential new business models. And then finally, Horizon 3 is completely new disruptive business models in, in, with new markets and that, and something that you might not have actually be able to do all internally yourself. You may have to look externally, whether it's to startups or to other help uh, partners who can help navigate that that area where you have built a business that you, you know, fundamentally are, are not in line with, transformational versus your core core uh, product out there. So I think to sum it all up, Brian, but before you figure out how to innovate and uh, all the different myriad ways, you first need to take this big step back and, and, and make sure that you're on the right page with your executive team, your investors, your other leaders of why you're innovating in the first place. And ways that people can really engage with that why uh, range everything from having a review of kind of what your mission and vision and values is of the organization uh, engaging either internally or externally with an organization to do market research, to understand what's going on in your industry as well as with other macro trends, and then really spending some time uh, talking to other people um, that, that know what's going on in your industry to truly understand uh, where you could be focusing. Um, you know, there's some interesting organizations now who are um, actually pulling together more innovation readiness research reports or providing uh, tours or visits to some of these more disruptive companies uh, that allow um, you to be able to understand a little bit more firsthand exactly what type of innovation is happening in the industries around you. And having that map, you know, basically creating a map of, okay, where are we now? What are we doing? Uh, and then from there, creating some execution plan on, on what's most effective uh, time, money, and resource-wise. Well, that's it for another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, reach out and let us know uh, what you're thinking. Uh, give us your feedback. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at the IO Podcast. And if you have 30 seconds to spare, please, we'd love to hear from you on iTunes as well. Go over there, review us, uh, give us uh, an opportunity to uh, earn your trust and business, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Till next time, go out and innovate.